You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Peter's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number one. 50. Wow. 150. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. First off, let's get started with our sponsor. Bona makes it easy for you to your hardwood floors with innovative products that give you a daily clean, a timeless shine, and a lifetime of protection. Water-based solutions and Green Guard Gold certification ensure a safe product for your family, pets, and our planet. It comes ready to use, just spray and mop. Bona Hardwood Floor Cleaner is available at most retailers where floor cleaning products are sold, on Amazon, and on Bona.com. For cleaning tips and exclusive offers, visit B-O-N-A.com slash RealitySteve. Okay, before we get started this week, got a few things to go over because this is going to be a Temptation Island-focused podcast. Let me get started on that real quick. Uh, actually, let me get to the other stuff first. I'm going to talk some Bachelor spoilers here, so if you don't want to be spoiled and you haven't been under a rock for the last 24 hours of what happened last night on the one-on-one date in Ohio, um, I don't know what to tell you. But So Peter had a one-on-one date yesterday, his first date in Ohio. They went to Sandusky, Ohio, Cedar Point, which is an amusement park. He had his date with Victoria Fuller. I posted numerous pictures and videos on my Twitter feed on my Instagram story, and on my Instagram feed. Now, something that came to me before the season even started, um, like I said, I get stuff every season about contestants. You know this. A lot of stuff is told to me that's not very positive, and I got an email about Victoria very early on in the season, Victoria Fuller, who was on the one-on-one, And again, it's one of these where it's like, okay, I just, I'm not going to run with anything yet. I need to dig into this to see if I can find anything more. And it was a laundry list of things about Victoria Fuller in this email. But one of them was kind of like a throwaway sentence at the end of the email that referenced the fact that, oh yeah, and she's also dating Chase Rice or was dating Chase Rice before she left. And so when I heard that Chase was the musical guest for the first date in Ohio, which was about a week ago because Chase had posted on his uh, Facebook feed. Um, I did make a comment. I can't remember what call it it was in. I made a very cryptic comment, and if you didn't know what I knew, you wouldn't have known to pick up on it, but I did make a cryptic comment about I wonder who's going to be on that date or something along those lines because I was thinking to myself, wait a second. If this Chase Rice story is true, that Victoria used to date him, and he's going to be performing on the concert on the first one-on-one in Ohio, wouldn't it be fitting if Victoria ended up on the date? And as we know, last night she did. So I expressed that on Twitter. I told everybody the story that they do have a past. Now, I don't know the details of the past. I don't know how long they dated. I don't know why it ended. And I don't know where they were at uh, going into last night. A lot of you asked after reading the tweets, watching the videos, 
do you think that Peter knew? Peter obviously knew at some point during last night, but we see every season. There's concert dates on this show all the time, and usually they're having dinner or doing something first, and then the lead will say, hey, got a little surprise for you, and they walk in and some they open the doors and some concert's playing. Either it's a private concert or there's uh, people in attendance like there was last night. But at no point in past seasons do I ever remember while they're sitting at dinner the lead saying, hey, we're going to go see so-and-so play for us. It's always a surprise. So about 10 o'clock Central Time last night, actually about 11 o'clock Central Time last night, I posted a video that got sent to me rather later of Peter and Victoria walking up to the concert. And I'm guessing that's when she first realized, oh, shit, this is Chase playing a guy that I used to be with. And the video speaks volumes. I mean, you could tell that Victoria is not happy. She doesn't even crack a smile. She tries to look away from the stage. She she glances once and immediately glances back at Peter. It's almost like she's trying to bury herself under Peter's arms. Um, and then at the end of the date, there's a 10-second clip that I have of her, of them walking off the stage and Victoria leading Peter, almost like dragging him behind her, like, let's get out of here. So... I don't know if Victoria finds out it's Chase as she's walking up. The only way Peter would have known during the concert is if when they're dancing there and everybody's phones are on them, Victoria says something. I doubt she said something at that point. Um, My guess is it all happened post-show, but I do have people that were there that saw Peter speaking with um, Chase post-concert. And it seemed like they were fine, but they also had Victoria speaking one-on-one with Chase and cameras were filming them. So we'll see how it all plays out. I don't think, I, I don't get the impression that Victoria has lingering feelings for Chase. I don't feel that Chase has lingering feelings for Victoria and she's going to walk off the show with Chase, but it's drama. It's a storyline. They knew exactly what they were doing by putting Victoria on this date. They were well aware um, the only thing we really don't know is before Victoria went on the show, because the only thing that I did hear and I was able to confirm is Victoria and Chase's seeing each other, whatever they were doing, hooking up, dating, whatever the case may be, was very close to her leaving for filming. This wasn't like they dated a year ago. This was something that was recent. And so could she have told him, hey, I'm going on The Bachelor? I guess she could have, but there, there's a lot of unanswered questions. But the bottom line is this date was put together for the sole reason to create drama, and it's going to play out on television. We're going to see what she says to him behind the stage after it was all over. We'll see what Peter said to him. But, yeah, um, so basically the email I got at the beginning of the season, that part of the email that said she had a pass with Chase Rice going into the show um, seems to be true. Uh, Well, it is true. The other stuff is not very positive. I don't know if I can ever run with something like this, but because it would take, uh, it would take other people coming forward for me to run with it. And if they do great, I will, uh, I'll gladly put them on or interview them and, and have them on and they can say what they need to say. Um, but it's not good. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but for the time being, Victoria and Peter had a very awkward date yesterday. Go look at the videos. Go look at the uh, tweets. Check it out. You could tell uh, Victoria, once she realized 
who was performing at that concert wanted absolutely no part of being there and was very, very put off by the whole thing. You could tell. Um, uh, the other thing is, uh, so there, there, there's that. Today, on Thursday, is going to be a group date at Brown Stadium. It's going to be a flag football game that Baker Mayfield will be a part of. It's not open to the public, so I don't know who's going to be on this date. However, Friday, tomorrow, is going to be a one-on-one that is open to the public, so we'll know who's on Friday's date when it happens. And once we know who Friday's date is, all we need to do is subtract that girl and Victoria Fuller from the 15 that we know are left on the show, which I gave you two days ago. And those are the 13 that are going to be on the football group date. So not too hard to figure out. But we'll know Friday because that's a public date. Um, I don't know where in Cleveland it is yet. It is in Cleveland, though. And the one thing I heard, which I posted on Tuesday, was it had something to do with the Cleveland Area Soapbox Derby. And maybe they're going to do some derby races and there's going to be some uh, special needs kids that appear. Something along those lines. Kind of like how they did the Colton Elise date last year at the amusement park and they brought the kids there that were part of a charity. Um, this might be the, the same thing, but they'll do soapbox derby racing. That's what I'm hearing. But we'll know for sure on Friday because the date's public and I'm sure pictures and videos will get out. Uh, tons of them will get out. Then Saturday they are is the rose ceremony and then they're off to South America after that. So I'm expecting, you know, usually they go from 15 down to 12 um, in the first uh, in this rose ceremony. So expect about uh, 12 women to head to South America. But that's that's going to be it for Cleveland. Uh, you know, they just do date, 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 rose ceremony. Boom, we're out of here. See ya. On to the next place. The only other thing I wanted to talk about before we get started with Temptation Island is um, what I had mentioned on Tuesday, and I kind of threw this out there kind of flippantly, was the fact that you know, you've you've been given a ton of stuff this season on my site well before it happened. I mean, you knew all the locations of the season before they even filmed the first episode. And um, you knew all the women's names right away, first and last names. I've given a lot this season. And look, I understand that what people are doing on Instagram is not illegal. Um, they they can't get arrested. They're they're not doing anything wrong technically, other than really, really, really crappy journalism. Because when you give stuff first, like I do a lot of the time, and people then just take my material and post it on their Instagram accounts, it's really, really frustrating. I wish people wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not telling you, the listeners, to harass them in any way. I'm not telling you to call them names. I'm not telling you to report them because reporting them is not going to do anything because they're not doing anything illegal. However, I wouldn't discourage you to maybe send an email or maybe leave a comment saying you should credit where this is coming from. I wouldn't discourage that. It would, it would, it would mean a lot if, if, because that's the only way you're going to get around to these people. And me saying anything is just going to go in one ear and out the other. They're not going to listen to me, but if they get flooded with stuff, Maybe they'll gain a sense of, I don't know, moral moral values and just realize what they're doing is wrong. It's horrible journalistic integrity to just take someone's information and put it on your Instagram account that has 2,000 followers. You know, I mean, it's just, it's it, it sucks. I wish people wouldn't do it, but they're not doing anything wrong, so there's only so much I can do. 
So I'm opening it up to you, the listeners, the readers, the people who have followed me for years and realize I do put in a lot of work uh, to this, and I try to give you information as soon as possible. All that stuff about Victoria and Chase Rice all reported on my Twitter feed and social media last night well before anybody else, and now you know, a couple things were sent to me from accounts that are, you know, claiming it's theirs. It's just like, come on, people. Like, you know, you know where it's coming from. So if anybody would out there, do me a solid and, you know, send an email, leave a comment. I don't want you to harass them, though. I don't want you to call them names. I'm not telling you to bully them. I'm just saying maybe give a heads up to these people that what they're doing is really shitty of them. That's all I'm asking. And if you don't, that's fine as well. I'm just saying it's really my only recourse here is just to tell people, tell these people what they're doing really sucks, and I don't think they should do it. Um, But anyway, that's that. So, Temptation Island. Season one was excellent. Nell Coulter had your recaps every week. It aired on Monday earlier this year. It's going to air on Thursdays now. So Nell's recaps will be up every Friday. We are going to have a podcast guest, kind of like we did with Casey last year. I, I don't think it's going to be with one person in the cast all season. I think we're going to divvy it up and get everybody on, uh, you know, do 15 to 20 minutes, uh, and it'll be on Thursday's podcast, so we'll basically be previewing that episode that airs that night. And you're going to really like this. I've seen the first three episodes, and if you thought last season was a shit show, and then you listen to Mark Wahlberg, the host on today's podcast, really pump up this season. And I, and I don't think it's hyperbole. I really believe him when he says, I mean, you're going to have to listen to what he says uh, about the ending of the season. He doesn't obviously give it away. We don't talk spoilers. I will not talk spoilers all season on Temptation Island because I don't want to know. I want to watch for the first time myself. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm going to see the episodes a little bit early because I'm part of the media. We have a, uh, a partnership with USA, who has come to me now for two seasons in a row. They're very easy to work with. I love working with them. And I, I just, I really want to, I'm pumping the show. Yes, I'm in a partnership with them, but I wouldn't be in a partnership with them if I thought the show sucked. Trust me. Because there's plenty of shows that have come to me and said, hey, will you write about our show? No, I won't, because I don't watch it. I don't care. This one, I'm glued. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Now, tonight... Uh, it airs on the USA Network. Tonight is going to be the casting special. You're going to see how they actually interviewed these singles and the couples that made the show and even the couples that didn't end up making the show. But you'll see them sit down and almost like, I mean, it's exactly what they do for The Bachelor. So you might, if anyone's ever been interested in how The Bachelor casting process works, watch tonight's casting special on USA. It's also online at usanetwork.com. And if you want to watch, and so tonight's the casting special, and then starting next Thursday, the 10th, is the show is airing every Thursday night. However, episode one is up on usanetwork.com. Or it's also on, let me get it right so I don't screw this up. It's also on Tempted, uh, it's on gettempted.tv, G-E-T-T-E-M-P-T-E-D.tv, gettempted.tv, which basically brings you to a YouTube page, and it's uh, episode one is up on YouTube. So, you can watch episode one before next Thursday, and basically you're going to get to see who the four couples are. Well, you'll know that after watching the casting special as well. You get to meet all the singles, and I think episode one ends with the couples being split up and like, okay, guys, you get to go see your, go get to go live in the villa with the 12 single women. 
ladies, you stay here. The guys are going to moving in, and it's a shit show. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there is a lot of tears. Um, I mentioned it on Twitter. I mentioned it in the interview with Mark today that you're going to hear. But last season, there wasn't any quote unquote cheating where one of somebody from the couple strayed and physically got together with somebody else of the opposite sex until episode five with Evan and Morgan. This season it happens in episode two. So get your popcorn ready because it's a good one. Um, So, yeah, get ready for that. Uh, But before we get to that, a couple sponsors, and then we'll get going with podcast number 150. All right, everybody, before we get started, i got a couple sponsors for you here. One of them is brand new. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. No, not me. It's not like the memory foam you're used to. Purple material is both firm and soft at the same time, so it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. Try it for 100 nights, risk-free. And if you're not completely satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty, plus you get free shipping and returns. You're going to love Purple. And right now, you'll get a free Purple pillow with the purpose of pur- purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the f- great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text STEVE to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text Steve to 84888. That's Steve, S-T-E-V-E, to 84888. Message and data rates apply. And also, we got Hello products for you this week. The words toothpaste and irresistible have never been in the same sentence before. Until now, Hello products is on a mission to make the world a friendlier place, starting with your mouth. Hello is a new kind of naturally friendly oral care that's created by a small independent crew using thoughtful ingredients so delicious you'll rush to brush. Here's a reminder on why you should give a spit. All Hello products, which you can shop now on HelloProducts.com, are vegan, cruelty-free, and free from artificial sweeteners, artificial flavors, dyes, SLS sulfates, peroxide, and gluten. They sent me the toothpastes. I love them. Like I've talked about the charcoal one in the past. Um, it's made with peroxide and includes coconut oil. The watermelon toothpaste is fluoride-free natural toothpaste for kids. It's brightening and removes plaque, too. Shop toothpaste, mouthwash, floss, toothbrushes, and more for adults and kids and score 10% off your first order on HelloProducts.com using promo code HelloSteve. That's HelloProducts.com with the promo code HelloSteve. Join the move mint. Shop now and brush happy. Now, let's get started. Podcast number 150, uninterrupted, with Temptation Island host, Mark Wahlberg. All right, let's bring him in. Uh, He's back for a second time. He is the host of Temptation Island. It's Mark Wahlberg. Mark, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. You know, um, for those that are, who who maybe didn't watch season one, um, or, or you did watch it and are gearing up for season two, the first episode is now available on usanetwork.com so you can actually see the first episode uh it airs on usa starting next thursday on the 10th and then it'll air every subsequent thursday after that but um so last season mark we brought you on after it was all over to kind of summarize everything we saw this season i wanted to bookend you i want to have you on at the beginning 
and give mm-hmm. us a bit of a preview of what to expect, and then we'll bring you on again when this is all over to talk about what went on. And you got it. First off, last season it was either before the season or right in the beginning, maybe a couple episodes in. You had done an interview where you said, "Look, this show can end only three ways: you leave as a couple, you leave broken up, or you leave with someone else on the island." And and this season you're going to get all three. You said that last season. Can you tell us this season if we're getting all three, or do you not want to go there? Well, you know, I, I'll go there. I will tell you that um, you get all three in some form. Okay. Maybe, yeah, I, I, you know, it's really hard to talk about before it airs, but, yeah. uh, it, dude, if season one was, uh, you know, an eight in drama, season two is a 14. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've seen the first 3 episodes and you know, I'm I'm loving it. I I really thought like okay, I cuz I really liked season 1 and you know, I, I had interviewed pretty much everyone from the cast outside of Javen and Shari and you know, I felt there there was a connection there with with all six that I spoke to. I really enjoyed their stories post show and really enjoyed them opening up and and saying where they were and they all seem to be in, in better places now. And I, you know, I, I talk about this all the time. You, you tune into Temptation Island and from the promos and everything, you think it's this, you know, sexy, trashy, crazy show. And it proves itself every time that it gets real and it becomes a deeper, headier thing. And, you know, I'm glad to hear that last year's cast would say that uh, no one regrets having come on the show because those outcomes were pretty hard sometimes. But at the end of the day, the self-exploration becomes a real thing. So, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of love that about this show. Yeah, I mean, and I find the show fascinating because the concept is literally to cut off your current relationship for a month to date other people. Now, some of these couples even give their other significant other parameters of what they can and can't do with the opposite sex. But then they get kind of pissed off when they see their boyfriend or girlfriend kissing another person and I kind of don't get it. I mean, you agreed to come on this show. The show is about dating other people, but then they get mad if, you know, quote unquote, cheating is involved. And and I kind of just want to throw the word cheating out when it comes to the show. I don't I don't think it's cheating. If if this was happening off TV, then, yeah, this would be cheating. But right. it's not because you both agreed to do this. I know that you're kind of in the same boat there, right, with the whole cheating. thing. I, I pretty much am. I mean, we're splitting hairs a little bit there. I mean, in a relationship, whether you're married or not, when you step out and do anything that your partner would be hurt by, that's cheating. But in this situation, since they're both agreeing to do an, an experience, you got to put that on hold. However, what is interesting about the show is at the very beginning, you hear everybody talk about the reasons they chose to come on the island. And I say to them, I'm sure there are many reasons you came uh, to the island, but in a minute, none of those are going to matter I always say to them, you're going to find the answers to your questions, but all the questions are going to change. And that's what happens. You think you're coming on to find out what's going on with the other person, and because you can't talk to the other person, all you have is yourself. So you start to go into who are you and what do you want and what what do you value and what hasn't worked in the past because that's all you can work on. And then those clips, you know, you would think send people to behave in a certain manner, but really what happens is – it makes them evaluate or get a look at how do they really feel about the other person. If you watch a clip and you don't feel anything, that's indicative of where you're at. And if you watch a clip and you're heartbroken, that's indicative of where you're at in the relationship. 
Yeah. I find it really fascinating. No, it is. And, I mean, it, you know, we – I brought this up uh, on Twitter that, um, you know, last season, if I'm not mistaken, the first quote-unquote cheating didn't happen mm-hmm. until, I believe it was like episode five or six when, when Evan and uh, Morgan had gotten together. Like, I'm right. talking – I'm talking, you know, just kissing – um this season it happens much earlier. I mean, they jump right into things, and we're not going to say with who, but it happens yeah. way early. I mean, because I remember last scene, people were like, "Okay, when is when is someone going to stray? When's it going to happen?" And you know, then Evan and Morgan had sex in episode right. five or six or something, and it was like, "Okay, now it's on." And then it just seemed to open up the floodgates for others. But uh, yeah, you'll get it early on this season. Trust me. <laughs> well, here's what I feel about that: when it, when we were shooting. And right off the bat, things got crazy. I wasn't too happy about that. I said, that's not what this experience is about. And I was really kind of calling BS on it. What's really interesting is that progression from that moment, the first impulse, to where it ends up at the end of the season. Hmm. So, you know, I had to eat my words a little bit. You know, people go through the process the way they go through the process. Sometimes people act out and then they have feelings about that and, and it's really remarkable especially with the women what their growth uh is they're like the growing curve by the end of the uh season i mean it's really remarkable who the women became. yeah and I, like i said i'm not going to mention which couple is involved in the in the cheating but i will say i was almost as surprised by the reaction of the person who didn't cheat than the person who did like like you said, you might have been put off by what happened. When I saw the first bonfire of the person who got cheated on, I was like, wow, I'm surprised that that person handled it the way that they did. I was kind of taken aback. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and me too. And specifically because that was the couple I had the least vibe in the beginning that they were okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. then went off the rails immediately, but it – the process, the the, the uh, journey that those two go on is remarkable. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and so, unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I let's let's talk about the couples. Let's talk about the four couples sure. that we're going to see this season. First off, you got it. Let's start with Gavin and Asanika. Asanika is um, former Miss Universe twenty seventeen well, for she the was, Virgin Islands, right? Or yeah, for Virgin Islands, Miss Universe U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah. Um, and she's beautiful and introspective and smart and guarded and uh, and I I really you know I say this <laughs> it seems like you know, I said it last season I'm saying it again I really like all of the eight people all four couples individually and as couples <laughs> so I really like Sonica and then Gavin has played football on a high level he's a champion in his own right and they approach things really maturely in some ways, but then there are parts of letting the raw emotion out that they had to do some work on. I will say this about Gavin. He's a hoot when the couples meet the singles for the first time. That guy's got some yeah. great one-liners. He has um, some jokes. Yeah, he's got some good ones. Um, and it wasn't even – it didn't even seem like it was one of these things where he was – you know, uh, intimidated or it was just, it was really funny. Uh, and maybe that was a, maybe that was a uh, self-defense mechanism for the guy. I, maybe he was bothered by it, but he's got some great one-liners when the couples, uh, meet the singles for the first time. Sonica, by the way, looks yeah. like Rihanna. It's, it's, in yeah, my... she's, she, uh, I, I think she's beautiful. I think they're all beautiful. But yeah. 
she's got a vibe about her that's pretty special. Uh, the next couple, uh, briefly, uh, Casey and Ashley H. We got two Ashleys this season. There's Ashley H and Ashley G. Uh, Casey, G yeah. Casey and Ashley H look like um, uh, a couple that you would see all over your Facebook feed that took engagement photos together. Like they are, King and Queen of the Prom. Yeah. They're, they're like homecoming queen and king is what they look like to me. Yeah. Young, gorgeous, um, emotional. Well, she's emotional. He's happy all the time. Yeah. And yeah, they would be all over your Facebook page, you know, doing things like, you know, you know, apple picking in, in October, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, and again, her, her transition from who she is at the beginning of the show to who she is at the end of the show is incredible and quite empowering. And, and, and to some degree his too, Casey goes through a, you know, a really emotional ride here. And uh, a really good guy. The third couple is Kate and David. And this is an interesting couple because in the two seasons, we I don't believe there's been a divorced person. Kate is divorced. She's six years Correct. older than David. And the reason she got divorced was because she admittedly cheated on her husband. So they've got some, I don't know if you want to call it baggage, but they've definitely got some issues to work through, these two. Well, you know, one of the things that makes this show relatable is that we've all got baggage. Yeah. So we can all relate to how difficult it is to find somebody to love and and and, and keep that love alive. They're um, an interesting couple. He's very handsome. Um, she uh, is beautiful and has this past and is very insecure about uh, her and, and David. Uh, she had moved in with him, so she changed her whole life to be with him in a different part of the country. And... Um, you know, their reasons for coming is him to prove to her that he can be loyal. And so, like I said, you always come to the island with a reason that you think is why you came here, but you'll discover that there are answers, but they're not the questions you think they are. Yeah. And that, that's true with these two as well. And then the fourth couple is uh, Rick and Ashley G. Um, mm -hmm. They're the ones, uh, they're, they're a couple that, um, when I saw them at first and when I... I and I'm going to get to – give me your thoughts on them, and then I'll give you my, my take on what I saw in the okay. first episode. When I first met them, I wasn't sure I bought them at all. I, I wasn't sure what their real relationship was. I, I liked them both, but they you know, were kind of similar to Javen and Shari in the sense that you know, they, they were bickering about stuff. Like she went off in the um, – like when, when they first met the singles, yeah. he made some comment. He makes a comment. And she interprets it in a way that I was like, I don't even know what you heard. And she goes off the rails. And then that's, you know, episode one, two, and three you've seen. So you know more than I do. But um, but they both surprised me because I kind of wrote them off as him being a player and her being emotional and not a lot of depth. When it turns out that he is quite reserved and quite... Um, um, rational in his behavior and she has a lot more depth in her journey of what she discovers about herself and she's reactive and she does react and she has some moments but they really get in and roll up their sleeves and go to work and it's pretty awesome yeah no they are they are quite an interesting couple at least through the first three episodes that couple really intrigues me because i don't know where they're headed I have, there's, you could tell me not only do you outcome. not know where they're headed 
but you can't imagine it being an outcome that's good. Yeah, and I and and you could tell me all three out. Like if you were to spoil it for me right now about those three, you could tell me all three of the outcomes, and I'd probably believe all three. I mean, because I, I, I don't I don't know what to expect from these three. Well, and I'll tell you that you know, with all my pontificating and older than everybody and having all this information, uh, you know, the second season now, I couldn't. All my predictions are wrong all the time, yeah. so. I have to roll my sleeves up too and get in it and learn who they are and adjust as it goes because they're changing and I have to be aware of that. So it, it's really, you know, I, I, I have to remember I don't know a thing. So in watching the early episodes, here's something that I noticed that I don't remember happening with last season's couples. Now, obviously, we follow the same format. You'll see in the first episode, you know, the couples will tell us who they are, a little bit about, they'll sit there and talk with you. We introduce them to the singles, and then they come back, and they get a final 10-minute session together with each other before they split up, and you tell them, look, this is the last time you're going to see your, your significant other before yeah. you know, the end of the show. And right. out, outside of one of the couples, these women all seem devastated. Like, none of them want to be there. And I think all of them even make a reference to their boyfriends, like, you're the one who wanted to come here. So... It seemed like last season with most of the couples, it was a mutual decision to go on Temptation. Maybe maybe one initiated it over the other, but ultimately both were fine with coming on. I got the impression a few of these couples were more one-sided based on what the women that's said. True. Did, I, did I read that wrong or no? No, no, I think that's true. I, I, I got a, I'm not clear on my memory, but I think out of the four couples, you know, maybe three of the guys suggested and one of the women suggested it, yeah. but it was definitely brought up by one of the couple, not both of the couple. Yeah. And it's interesting to watch because the ones who were brought there, you know, they obviously agreed to go, but it wasn't their initial idea. By the end of the series, you will see that they are grateful that they came. They all say it. You know, I didn't want to be here, but I wish I could stay longer. A couple of them say. Yeah. And I I just, I got the impression when, when, when they leave, when you see in the first episode, which you can now view on usanetwork.com, you'll see them leave their, you know, when the, when you have your final talk, they get their final 10 minutes together, and they split up. It's like the guys are like, cool, let's go. Let's go to the villa. And the women are all, are all <laughs> crying messes. And, yeah. you know, and yeah. I don't remember that last season. I remember Casey being emotional, but she's an emotional woman. I don't remember any of the I- other ones being as devastated as three of these women are. Um, it's really, you know, I can't, ex- I can't explain that except to say that these people had the benefit of having seen season one. So they where last season's, uh, couples went in it with a little less understanding of how intense it can get. These couples were aware that they were about to enter paradise and hell at the same time. So maybe that was it. I, and one of the other things I love about the show, and remember I did this back in 2001 and it's not a lot different yeah. is that. You don't have to change the format of this show because the struggle of finding a relationship that's real and knowing if your relationship is real is so unique to each couple, and we can all relate to that. So when you put four new couples in there, their dynamic shifts, even if they're similar, and the show becomes an entirely different series. You know, one thing that you hit on in the beginning of of this interview is just kind of on the periphery, how the show comes across. Oh, it's just a bunch of singles and hooking up and cheating on your spouse or not spouse, but um, significant other. Yeah. And 
you know, it, that's, that's certainly not what this show is. And for, for those that didn't watch it, I suggest watching season two because, you know, if you like a show like, you know, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, we, we, we know what the format is on that. And this is it's this is so different in that there's no prize at the end of this thing. This is something you really <laughs> harp on. This is this is these couples that are already established people. You watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it's like, okay, will these two ever make it? These are couples that you're getting that are all at least a year and a half into a relationship, some living together, and they are determining where do we go from here? And it's so much more real. And Yeah, we, we've all been there. Yeah, and you say it over and over. It's just like this is real life. There is no prize at the end of this thing. I tell them at the very beginning, you know, whatever the reasons were that you came here, um, this television show is a TV show, but the experience is real and it's going to get very real very quickly. So do what you can to, to be ready for that. And I also tell them, I know you think I'm turning screws for TV. You know, I, I know you think I'm creating drama just for that, but I have to tell you guys that I'm a hundred percent committed to you guys getting what you want out of this. I said, I'm, I'm buying what I'm selling. This isn't a TV show to me. I'm completely 100% committed to the you four couples. And at first, I think there's some skepticism. And then, as you'll see, we all kind of roll up our sleeves and get into it together. And you even even have even said, I believe, in interviews about, look, if you are using this show for you know, fame or Instagram followers, you're going to find out really shortly that it's, you're going you're gonna to get more than that out of this. Um, yeah, I, I say it all the time. I'm like, you know, you, you say you come here because you have trouble with your relationships, and I think you do. But I also know that you want to, you know, you all have designs on your TV. Being on TV should could make your life better. And that's true, too, and awesome. And get all of that, you know, Instagram it and do all that stuff. But it is real. <laughs> and it will be real for you. And be prepared for that. And I'm here to support you in it because I know what it is. Now, and as so, you as, know, that's how it goes. As for the singles this season, um, I don't know. Give a little bit of a, an overview of the singles this season and who kind of stuck out to you, and you know, and just the notion of the singles in general. I think to on the periphery again, people think the singles are there just to break up couples, when in reality, I, I mean, maybe some are there well, just to be on TV and have a fun time, but. Well, for sure. Look, there is like I keep harping on this, but there's the reason you committed to come. But then there's what happens. So, yeah, I don't know why people say they want to come or what they what their delusion is about coming, what could happen. But what you have are 12 singles on each side, each of whom are human beings who have a love story of their own. And it hasn't panned out. So they're here hoping for, you know, as I've said in season one, lightning in a bottle, you know, some sort of lightning strike of love and, 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 and that happens. But when you, when you hear about the show and you kind of look at the concept in episode one, you say, Oh, so here's what it is. You got these four couples and these girls and guys are going to try to get them to cheat. And that's what's up. But what really happens is so many different relationships happen. You have kind of that player or, you know, sort of, I hate to say it, but sort of a douchey attitude of trying to hook up. That's going on. You have deep emotional love, crush, falling in love situations going on. You have platonic support that 
For instance, last season, Zabin and Shari had never had friends of the opposite sex that weren't somehow sexually interested in them. So that's a whole dynamic that takes on that people underestimate, that you find this team around you to support you through some really hard stuff. And then you have the relationships that happen amongst the singles with each other, friendships, alliances, um, rubs and jealousy and all that stuff. So it's a swirl of stuff that's going on. And all of those relationships I've told you about that form are legitimate relationships that are happening, you know, and uh, when you say goodbye to a single, it's tough on the couple saying goodbye, but when they say goodbye to the people they've been living in the house with, it's really devastating. And I have seen now a year later after the first season, many of them are very good friends still. Yeah. So, you know, lots of real relationships happen. I think one thing that you also hit on in the beginning, and I, and I know that you've said in interviews is, you can come here as a couple and maybe you know, find the answers to the questions that you're looking for. However, you can't possibly prepare yourself for your significant other falling in love with somebody else. We saw it happen last season with Evan and Morgan. Um, it just it happened. There's no way to predict. And there's no explanation for that. None. <laughs> I mean, and I say it in the final dinner they have together. I say, look, you guys. Um, I said lightning striking last season, but this season I say something to the effect of like, look, you know, they don't call it choosing in love. They don't call it acquiescing in love. They call it falling in love, which means you're walking on a path that you had planned and it's secure and you misstep and you fall and you have no control over that fall. Are you prepared for that happening for you or are and are you prepared for that happening for your significant other and you can't control it? And that's what you're talking about. Yeah. No, it is something that is obviously we people can question whether or not it's possible. We saw it happen last season. I don't think Evan it came onto the show thinking he was going to fall in love, and he did. And, you know, say what you want about Evan and Morgan. I certainly was a skeptic when it all went down, but here they are a year later. They're still together, um, you know. You'll see I mean. tonight in the casting special, we do a little bit of updates with the um, – so the casting special airs tonight on USA. Yeah. But uh, you'll see a little bit of flashback to last year's couples, and you'll see Casey uh, Campbell, who was Evan's girlfriend and devastated when he left her for Morgan. You'll see her say, you know, I am so grateful I went to Temptation Island. Her life now and the clarity she has now is a byproduct of what was so difficult for her then. I even said to her at the bonfire, I said, sometimes we have to learn lessons that we take to our next relationship. And she's stronger today than she was when I met her. Oh, for sure. I mean, and, and having spoken with Casey every week last year during the show, even though it was over at that time and she knew the result, um, watching the show, you know, last, uh, you know, earlier this, this calendar year, yeah. the beginning of January was – it was almost two different women. Uh, the woman that showed up, uh, Casey, right. that showed up on that island is not the woman that she is today. Not even close. I mean, she is. And that's the truth that you'll see that happen this season, too. And and by the way, getting back to Evan and Morgan. Yeah. When you, when you look at that on TV, you think of Evan as, you know, at the beginning of that as a how dare he, how, how could he do that? But it's important to note. He met Morgan and was completely loyal to her through the entire time she he was on the island. So. Whatever notion about him being a player or who he was in the past, that wasn't what happened here. He, I believe, legitimately fell in love with a woman who was so different than everything else that he'd seen. She is a down-to-earth kind of like, look, man, you know, don't 
don't run that game with me. Like, there's just no BS with her. And uh, so far, so good, it seems like. Yeah, they seem to be going great. And, you know, like yeah. I said, you can get a little update on them and Casey on the casting special, which airs tonight on USA. Um, the casting special is also online. The first episode of Temptation Island Season 2 is on usanetwork.com. It airs uh, next Thursday night, and it'll air every Thursday night uh, for, I believe, 11 weeks. And then we're actually, this season, a little bit different than last season. I know people were kind of hoping for one last season. They're going to have a reunion show this season. You That's are, right. We're going to have a, once this is all over and you see the last episode, for last season it was, you know, you had filmed updates with John and Katie and, and Casey and Evan, and we, we got updates, but we never had a reunion show with all the couples and X amount of singles sitting there. This year, we are going to get that. So that's going to be really interesting, I'm sure. Yeah, I think we needed it last year, and I'm glad we're doing it this year. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be excellent. I'm sure it's not filming for a while, but um, I think this is something that, you know, uh, like I said, everybody was clamoring well, for we one last know. year. Yeah, and what's yeah, we want to know. We want to see them. We want to see these couples. I mean, it, it was good to get an update on Casey and Evan last year, but I still think people – Wanted to you see, want to see them sitting next to each yeah, other. Exactly. They wanted yeah. to see Casey sitting on a stage with Evan, you know, holding hands and with Morgan, Morgan or something. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. and I'm sure we're going to get uh, that this season. And boy, that's going to be tense. <laughs> I can't you know, imagine I'll tell you not. what, though. When Casey was losing it at the bonfire, and I don't know if it made it in the show or not, I can't remember. But I said to her, You are stronger than you think you are. You are. You are not giving yourself credit for being as strong as you actually are. And now, I, you know, I follow her on Twitter, and, you know, I, we don't chat, but I, I keep up through social media, and she's just killing life right now. Yeah. No, she's doing great. All four, I mean, yeah. all four of them are still all of them. very close. The four women are, yeah. you know, the Fab Four. They hang out all the time. They Yeah, they do. They yeah, really do. They are, yeah, uh, they do. it looks like, you know, Shaven and Jari, uh, <laughs> Shaven and Jari. Javen and Shari That's, still together. Um, I think Katie has a new man in her life. Um, looks like that. Yeah, and business is doing great. Yeah, and um, Carl. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if Nicole has a new man, but she seems to be doing great in her business. Um, yeah, yeah. It just. Um, it really. It is amazing that. I mean, and I'm. I'm sure we're going to get the same from Asanika, Kate, and the two Ashleys. I'm sure they are going to be tight when when this thing is over. I don't know. Maybe something different happens this season but they seem to really especially after the first episode once their boyfriends leave they really kind of have to lean on each other because let me let me just tell you when you get to the final bonfires at the end of the show yeah it's like nothing i've ever hosted before really there's there are moments that are rawer and deeper and soulful than I've ever done in any show. I had a talk show at the moment of truth. I've done several seasons of this. I've never ever had moments like that on TV. Just a true raw closure and and evolution and growth and you know nightmare. Just unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. I can't wait. And like I said, I can't even through three episodes I can't predict where any of these are going. <laughs> I mean, I really don't know. I, I have my opinions. Um, you, you know, like I said, the, my only main opinion at this point is three of the four couples, the woman in the couple, they all don't want to be there. And they, they all seem like if I could leave this island right now, I would. I, I don't know why I signed up for this. Obviously, we know they make it to the end. And 
I'm guessing that a lot of them realize, hey, I can't just sit around and pout. I can't sit around and, you know, because that's obviously not good TV. Um, but I'm sure that they start opening up and, um, you know, going on dates and enjoying the other men, not just going on dates because it's a show and they have to. I, I have a I don't that. even know if all of them enjoy all of it. I think it goes, you know, I, I try to explain this to people that are like, how can this happen in such a short time? I said, well, they're, they're there for a month. Yeah. And you got to compare it to how dating goes in the real world. So if you date somebody, you see them on the weekend, maybe twice a week, three times a week if it's serious. Right. So over six months, you're going to have so much time, you know, five hours, six hours a, a date. Yeah. But here you're living with them 24 seven. So things are and there are no distractions. Yeah. Like you've got no phone, no Internet, no counsel from anybody that you knew from this thing. You can't talk to the person who has been your only confidant. And so things escalate very quickly and growth happens at an intense and extreme rate. And um and, uh, you know, they handle it not without times of breakdown. There are times where they want to leave. I've had several people say, I want to leave right now. Can I go home? And then they change their mind. So, you know, it's just a ride. It, like I, I say, you know, the best way to do this is you go to counseling with the person that you're in love with and you work this out in private and hope to find an answer. If you choose to come here, it's going to be rough and tumble, but you're going to get to the answer. Yeah. And I think that that's the that's the main point of the show. I think a lot of people watch on the outside is why would any couple agree to do it this way? Like, why not just go to couples counseling or work things out with a therapist or something, you know, something along those lines? Why would any couple agree that this is the way to go to determine should we be together? Is there I don't even know if there is an answer to that question. The only answer that I can come up with, because I've I've grappled with this, too, is a mixture of it'll be fun as TV will be fine. And a subconscious possibility that they need help to force what they subconsciously know they want to do. Hmm. So it's sort of like jumping out of a plane. Once you've jumped out of a plane, you know you're going to parachute now. So if you can't face it one-on-one or, or you know, it's too big for you to get your head around, you leap into a situation that's going to force you to do it. And I think that's subconscious, but I, I, I don't discount that. I think sometimes we unconsciously put ourselves in harm's way to force an outcome that we're afraid to face. Well, Mark, I can't wait to see how this plays out. Uh, I'm glad we got you on uh, to preview this season. We'll definitely have you on at the end to discuss what goes down and that finale that you say is even better than last year's. Um, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks again for coming on. we appreciate on. your support, and I'll be – Know, following you on social media as I do because that's uh, some of my favorite favorite posts out there. It's kind of interesting to get your take on things. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, definitely, will have my thoughts on the show this season, and uh, I can't wait for people to tune into this. You can check it out right now. The first episode is up online at usanetwork.com, and then it's going to be on. Uh, it starts airing on Thursday nights, October 10th, which is a week from tonight, and then every Thursday after that. So, uh, Mark, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. My pleasure, man. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Mark for that. That guy is very introspective about the show. I love how he can break down this season. And like I said, we couldn't obviously get into any spoilers, but I can tell you having watched the first three episodes already that this season is I, – I, I can't predict what's going to happen with any of these couples. I think you all are going to have your opinions, probably the similar to mine, 
after watching the first few, like, oh, you think this couple's going to do this and this couple's definitely breaking up or whatever. But it just sounds like we just really have no idea. And because um, it's hard to know who goes through growth and who doesn't and, and whatnot. But I'm thinking that uh, you're really going to like this season. It definitely gets off to a bang within the first couple episodes of, you know, quote unquote, cheating already happening. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to this playing out. So for those who didn't watch season one or are curious about the show and want to watch it, it airs on USA every Thursday night. It starts next Thursday night, October 10th. Tonight, October 3rd, they're airing a casting special where they just kind of go through and you're going to see an update from, like you said, we'll hear from Casey and Evan and Morgan from last season's couples and whatnot. And then you'll hear some of the singles and some people that didn't even make it on the show. It's just kind of uh, who they were looking at uh, to cast on the show. And you can also check out season, uh, episode one is on usanetwork.com right now. So you don't even have to wait till next Thursday night to see the first episode of the season. But you'll see what I was saying in this podcast. The end of episode one ends with, all right, couples, you are now being separated. The guys are going over to their villa to stay with the women. Say goodbye. And literally, it's just not even just like sniffling. And I'm talking devastation by three of these women in the couples. They are just like, it's all like I, they don't want to be there. And I almost got worried, like, great. None of these women want to be here. Is this, are they even going to embrace the process? Or are they just going to, you know, oh, I don't want to do anything to piss off my boyfriend. Like, I was worried about it. And um, you'll see. You'll see how it goes from there. But um such a good show. So interesting. And um, I'm sure you're going to like it. If you liked season one, I, I guarantee you're going to like season two, at least of what I've seen so far. So thanks to host Mark Wahlberg for coming on and giving us a little preview. We'll talk to him at the end of the season. And during the season, I think you're going to hear a lot more, uh, kind of like we did with Casey last year, where it will be at the end of every podcast on every on Thursdays, you know, maybe a 15 to 20 minute interview. But I think we might spread it out this year and you'll hear from everybody involved in the couple's during the course of the season. So that'll do it for podcast number 150. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Mark Wahlberg. And check it out, Temptation Island, Season 2 on USA Network, starting next Thursday night. But you can check out the first episode on usanetwork.com. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. See you.